Introducing the Two-Way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the Two-Way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the Two-Way for yourself at newbalance.com. Welcome in, ladies and gentlemen, to another edition of the Go 24-7 podcast. Thanks for listening. It is time for LSU Mississippi State, 2.30 on Saturday at CBS. Another SEC matchup, another CBS Day type game for LSU. They've played plenty of them. This time it's in Starkville and and a game that, look, LSU's going in there looking to avenge a, a loss in Starkville two years ago where they flat out got dominated, but... This year, a lot more prepared, a lot more talented, undefeated, and, and number two in the AP poll entering this matchup with the Bulldogs. I'm Billy Embody. With me to talk about it is Shea Dixon. Shea, another SEC matchup on the slate for LSU, coming off an emotional win against Florida. But uh, you and I, and we'll get to our predictions a little later, but we think they're going to be pretty locked in for this one, and, and we have a good idea uh, a good idea as to why they're they're feeling like that. Yeah, I mean, I think it's uh, it's twofold, and we'll talk about the second half in a second. Uh, but when we went to the post game press conference on Saturday, um, Borgeron had come out and said, "Man, look, you'd think they'd be back there celebrating what a win, and they're happy." But Joe Burrow silenced everybody and said, "Look, guys, don't." And his quote was, "Don't let good get good enough get in the way of greatness." And uh, that he feels that there's so much more that this team can do. And he circled, and many players did, is, look, we've had the number one scoring offense in the country for weeks now, but we had never had our O-line play as good as they did against Florida. We had never had Clyde had have as good of a game as he did uh, against Florida. We hadn't seen a freshman like Ty Davis-Price have that breakout moment like he did against Florida. And then the passing game looked like it normally did. So you can already see right there, there's improvement being made. How do you continue that? And uh, when, you know, we met with players on Monday, Braden Fajoko said he had never seen the team come back from a game like that where they won and had a you know, awesome environment. And, you know, you can rest on your laurels. And he said it was the opposite. He said you would have thought we lost, that everyone came to practice pissed off. Everyone came wanting to know how we can get better. Uh, and they put the work in knowing that um, this is a chance for them to, you know, get to the midpoint of the season, feel good about that. But you've still got six games left. And you're in a prime position to make uh, a lot of your preseason hopes, you know, come true here. And uh, then the other half of that, Billy, which Orgeron talked a lot about on Monday, was two years ago, last trip to Starkville. Some of the kids from this team are, were on, at that game. Some obviously weren't, Burrow and Chase and, and some others. But they, got, they lost by 30. And it, they, weren't, they didn't lose to a more talented team. LSU was a more talented team. But they went up there. They lost some defensive linemen. Uh, and Mississippi State ran it down their throats and threw it on them, and uh, Orgeron talked about it. He said, I didn't have them prepared for that. I didn't have them prepared for the crowd noise and uh, the cowbells, and it seemed like this week he said, look, I know they just lost to Tennessee. They're going to be pissed off. They're going to want to come out and get an upset in a 2.30 national environment, uh, and he said, I feel like this week I've got a better grip on what this game really means going up there uh, as a favorite, uh, and because of that, it seemed like he was hinting to us that Look, I'm going to ride these guys in practice. They'll be ready for crowd noise. They'll be ready for a team that's hungry, and we're going to keep doing what we do. 
yeah, you, you said it perfectly. I, I think the the thing with Burrow and, and his ability to get a feel for the team and, and kind of you know, step up in, at a time where, I mean, Coach O said, you know, I think he would have had us practicing on Sunday. And while Joe, when we met with him on Monday, said, no, no, we would have had the day off. But um, to have the wherewithal to understand what, what they have in front of them at that moment to make that type of a statement, I just think says a lot about where this team is headed and, and, and look, looking ahead, it, it doesn't really matter until they play Alabama and, and you can, you know, chalk that one up in the win or the loss column. But that type of leadership, that type of focus, that being set into their minds this early in the season. And I know we're you know, six games into this one already, but to have that be a focus right now, says a lot and and can really really help them as they continue to navigate in the sec yeah 100 percent. i mean this is the this is the type of focus you want to see from a team at the midway point who's playing as well as they are you want them hungry um you want them constantly wondering and and trying to work towards getting better we're seeing them get healthy again on defense which is absolutely huge i mean the texas game was the last time they've been as healthy as they are now. They're getting a lot of guys back. Glenn Logan, Rashard Lawrence is probably on the verge of, of getting back out there on a more full-time basis. Uh, we've seen guys step up. Neil Farrell, Justin Thomas, Braden Fajoko, um, Tyler Shelvin's been awesome. Uh, and now you're seeing uh, you know more consistent play and bigger plays from guys like Chase on. And we got to look at Marcel Brooks in a, in a speed rush package playing outside linebacker. And Patrick Queen and, and Phillips and Damone Clark, those guys have been consistent. And look, and now again, Fulton and Stingley. Stingley's been as good as any freshman in the country. Uh, Fulton is certainly as talented as most or any cornerback that's out there. You brought along Jay Ward, who's physical as hell for uh, kind of his stature. Um, And obviously Cordell Flott's been really good for him this year. Uh, And then their safety, Stevens and and Delpit. Delpit's probably playing as good as he has all year. So you look at all that on defense and you have to think those guys are hungry because they know that the second half of Florida was probably the best that they put together, you know, of, of two quarters on the season. They didn't allow a point. Uh, they didn't, you know, they gave LSU's offense a chance to pull away in the game and they did just that. Uh, and I think they go into this week hungry. There's a lot of guys that are going to want to make uh, big plays and, and kind of a statement, at least in my mind, we all know the offense is great, but the defense, even though they're ranked in the top 25 nationally, have gotten, you know, picked apart a little bit by the media and, and by themselves at times. And uh, I think now they uh, they seem to be carrying a confidence that, hey, we're right here on the verge of being as good as we thought we could be, and, and now let's see how we can get better. Yeah, yeah no doubt. I, I think this is uh, for you, – you want, you want to see the defense build off of what they just did against Florida. You don't want to see them kind of regress. And and this is a good opportunity to do this and and – Look on the other side of this break. We'll we'll break it down a little bit more. But um, LSU is going to be facing a true freshman quarterback. Uh, they, they they know some things about how this RPO offense that Joe Moorhead likes to run. But um, I think that what stood out to me talking with the players this week is is just how much this team has changed athletically. I mean, this is a team where, and we talked about it a lot in the preseason. They have athletes everywhere, and for me, that's the biggest difference heading into this one. Yeah, I mean, I don't think – at the end of the day, look, if this were an old LSU team, a less Miles-type team, you could say this is a trap game for them. 
They've gone up there uh, to Starkville where it's tough to play. It's going to be loud. They'll be hungry. Um, but I, A, I don't think that State can score with LSU. Uh, and we saw that at Vanderbilt. Look, Vanderbilt and State are different teams. Obviously, Vanderbilt might be one of the worst teams in the country. Um, but they drove down the field right away and scored on them. And they were down 7 nothing in Nashville. And it was like, well, damn, okay. Well, then the offense, when they got out there, I mean, it looked like they could literally score on every play. And I don't think it'll be that easy for them this weekend, but I do think that they're in such a rhythm right now to where they can jump on state early enough to where you take the crowd out of it. You kind of take the wind out of, of the sails of Mississippi State and don't give them that confidence that, hey, look, we're hanging around. We saw Georgia, South Carolina. South Carolina is probably a better team than state, obviously, but they were in Athens and, and pulled off that uh, morning upset by just hanging around, hanging around, hanging around, getting some turnovers. And uh, LSU can't afford for that to happen, obviously. And I think the the answer for them will be just go score some points. And maybe we see the defense come out. And uh, it's been feast or famine kind of there with their – I saw Cody Warsham with LSUsports.net put out a stat that LSU leads the SEC in three and outs. Well, they also probably lead the SEC in – long drives that resulted in touchdowns that take forever for the other team to do it, which is what Florida wanted to do. I mean, they went out there and put together three first quarter drop first half drives for touchdowns. Yeah. That stings. It hurts when they last seven minutes each, you're keeping your high powered offense on the sidelines. Your defense is getting worn down. Uh, we saw them make an adjustment at halftime and it was a bunch of three and outs from there. Um, they did give up some third and longs in some spots, but uh, my point being is we've seen sort of a Jekyll and Hyde from the defense, and maybe this weekend uh, we see them really put their foot down and and early on keep State off the scoreboard and give this offense a chance to run. Um, and, you know, if they're able to do that, uh, you know, this could be a game where even in the you know second quarter they're up 14 points, 17 points, and that's going to make it incredibly tough for State to, you know, have the crowd behind them and have the confidence that, hey, we can come back in this one because – we haven't. This isn't an LSU team that sits on the ball. I mean, in the fourth quarter, they're going to be running an RPO spread offense, trying to get the ball down the field, and they're going to be throwing it. And, and that's tough to come back on if you're the less talented team. Yeah, well, well said. I, I, I like LSU to be able to jump all over uh, Mississippi State here. They're a team that uh, Joe Moorhead's on the on the verge of losing them. I mean, there are rumors that he could be going to Rutgers back up north after this year. So. Lot of opportunities for LSU to just go ahead and take this one to the Bulldogs on Saturday. On the flip side of things, we'll talk about how kind of things match up between the two teams. Bulldogs going to be starting a true freshman at quarterback. Joe Brady has some familiarity with Joe Moorhead. How does that help? And also, uh, can anyone stop Joe Burrow on this offense? We'll break it all down right after this quick break from the Go 24-7 podcast. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates – Price and coverage match limited by state law. The wait is over. The Shy returns with new episodes on Paramount+. Plus. What brings you to The Shy? Opportunity. Everybody get down! Walk right up to the side. A new rain is coming to the south side. Never should have sent a boy to do a woman's job. 
The Shy. New episodes now streaming. Visit ParamountPlus.com slash The Shy to get a 50% discount off the Paramount Plus with the Showtime annual plan. Offer ends July 14th. The subscription auto-renews. Restrictions apply. Welcome back to the Go 24-7 podcast. Thanks for listening. A quick reminder, while we're out here grinding for you guys, show us a little love on Apple or wherever you subscribe to your podcast and leave your rating, review, and hit that subscribe button to the podcast. We appreciate you guys for, for showing us some love. We might just shout you out on Twitter for reviewing the pod. Shay, LSU is going to uh, be facing a true freshman at quarterback in Garrett Schrader, somebody who you know, ha- has played throughout this year for the Bulldogs and, and certainly isn't a stranger to SEC play. We saw him spun around against K-State earlier this year in the air like a helicopter. He's kind of seen th- some things already. I think that has to help him going into his first start, but he's a, a talented quarterback, and-, and I don't know if he's going to save the day for Mississippi State, but he's at least somebody p- worth paying attention to. Yeah, I mean, he was really good coming out of high school. I mean, that was a steal for Mississippi State. He could have landed at much bigger schools coming off the East Coast. He liked the state staff. He liked how he fit into Moorhead's. RPO style offense, and uh, that was a big commitment for him. Now, uh, granted, this Tommy Stevens coming down from Penn State uh, to you know be with Moorhead at, at, at Mississippi State, obviously Moorhead previously had been at Penn State, uh, didn't quite work out. Stevens hadn't played well this year, so you knew eventually a change would probably come. Uh, and now they're turning the ball over to Schrader, and this is going to be what coming up back to back weeks between Bo Nix and Auburn in two weeks in this game where. LSU is going to face true freshman quarterbacks, and uh, that's tough to do um, for a true freshman against any team, let alone against uh, a defense that has talent all over it that's going to be flying to the football, uh, and then knowing that you've got to keep pace with an offense that's ranked right now as the number one scoring offense in the country. So they're going to want Garrett Schrader to play within the system. Don't try to do too much, um, but you know the key for Aranda, and I think that they know that, is Let's get after him. Let's make him win the game with his arm. Don't let him uh, run the ball all over us. Don't let them play clock control. Uh, and I think if that's the strategy, which I assume it will be, uh, that they'll be in a pretty good spot because uh, we saw a week ago, look, kudos to Kyle Trask. It was his first start, his first road start in Tiger State, and he came to Tiger Stadium and played really well. Um, but he's not a freshman. He's been around in that program a long time, and he's, been, he's had some opportunities before. Um, obviously, with Felipe Franks out, he got much more of them being a starter. But point being, um, you know, I think facing Schrader is much different than even facing Bo Nix, who's been playing all year. So, you know, he's got at least seven games under his belt. Schrader doesn't have that. I think this is going to be a really tall task for him. I think they made the right move. I think this is probably who they should be playing. Um, but I, I think that this weekend it's going to be really tough for him uh, facing an LSU team like this that, uh, like we said, they're coming off their best half of football was the back half of the Florida game. They're going to come out ready to roll. They'll be hungry. Uh, and I think that a lot of guys are, are going to have kind of Garrett Schrader dialed in of uh, let's make him uncomfortable and let's see if we can force some turnovers. And, uh, and if they do that, then they'll be in a, they'll be in a really good spot. Yeah. And, and how much do you think Joe Brady working with Joe Moorhead at Penn state will, will help Dave Aranda and, and this defensive staff prepare, 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 Jeez, for this RPO offense. Tongue twisters. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think a lot. Orsron talked about that on Monday that, you know, you don't – Dave Aranda knows what he's doing. You know, he doesn't need Joe Brady to sit in there and tell him all about an RPO offense, but he's at least going to be able to give some insight on the, 
how Moorhead thinks about calling a game, how they want to operate, what they feel like they're good at from watching the film uh, through six games, you know, what Schrader might be able to do for him from what they've seen in the times he's in the game. And maybe more than anything, and I could be overthinking this, but I don't think I am, is that Moorhead runs and look, he was Joe Brady learned under him and Moorhead runs an RPO up tempo offense similar to LSU's. It's obviously done of the same players in it, but this defense all fall camp and offseason face that offense in LSU's. They go against them all the week in practice when they're doing self scouting and, and sort of not just facing scout team of doing what the other team's going to want to do. Uh, and when they face scout team this week, they're going to face a scout team that's going to be doing a lot of what they've already seen all year. So I think matchup wise, and look, a lot of teams run an RPO style offense, but this one particularly, because it is Moorhead, because the Brady connects, you know it's going to be similar to what LSU's been doing. And because of that, I think that gives the defense a leg up. I don't know how big of one, but uh, I do think it's going to help them a bit um, because they've got a great grip of of what Moorhead and them want to do on offense because they sit around and watch LSU do it, you know, each week. Yeah, I, I agree. It's it's definitely going to pay off. And and on the flip side of things, while the Mississippi State defense might be facing the same system uh, throughout the year, it's not going to look anything like what Mississippi State has rolled out throughout the year when LSU comes in and rolls it out. I I think LSU is going to roll offensively. And and I was talking on the phone with somebody earlier this week. And and they said, well, you know, can anybody stop this offense? And I wanted to say, I mean, gosh, the L, I think LSU went three and out against Florida to start the game. I could be wrong. And then from there, they just took off. And look, I, I just don't. I could be wrong on that. But they, or it was Utah State where they went three and out. But it, it, it's it's just pretty incredible, just how precise, how accurate Joe Burrow is. I mean, three incompletions last week. I just don't see anybody really slowing this offense down and uh, up until this point. And it's certainly not going to be Mississippi State this weekend. Uh, no, I'm with you. I think what is the line? Is it 19 and a half? So Vegas thinks they're almost a three touchdown favorite on the road. Uh, that speaks volumes. I think that they usually uh, have been pretty kind of spot on. Look, they had the LSU Florida game at 13 and a half. LSU won by 14. Uh, there's been another Texas game. There's been a number of games uh, where the line has really been sort of spot on uh, for what LSU has been able to do. And um, yeah, I'm with it. I, and, and I wouldn't be surprised if they covered. It just depends on the key for me will be, will be in the second quarter midway through what's the score. Uh, and if it's tight, that means you're letting the crowd hang around again in the second half. And, and you're going to need to come out and put your foot kind of down on the throat uh, in the third quarter and, and make sure that that game doesn't get close into the fourth. Um, but if it's a 14 point game or if it's a you know double digit score game uh, and you're carrying some confidence into halftime that you dominated the first half in, in some regard, um, then the crowd's not in it as much. Then Mississippi State feels like they have to press uh, and get out of their comfort zone with a, with a true freshman quarterback uh, to make things happen and, and get back into the game. So uh, that's what I circle. I, I'd say, what is the score in the middle of the second quarter? If LSU's up by double digits, they're cruising. If it's a tight game, uh, there's going to be a lot of crowd noise in the second half, and they're going to need to come out uh, of halftime with adjustments ready to roll and with the mentality of, um, look, offense and Burrow, and, and this team's done it plenty, but go out there and win it for us and, and see if we can get some stops on defense along the way, much like it was against Florida. Yeah, so yeah, so with that, uh, we'll jump into some predictions here. And for me, I, I don't think it's close. I, I said this last week, but I probably – 
didn't give Florida enough credit for just how well they can game plan uh, in the past couple of years against LSU, at least. And, and, you know, while LSU did ultimately cover, so I was right on that, it wasn't this blowout type of performance this week. I do think they bounce back with just that and, and LSU rolls and, and dominates this one in, in Starkville and really doesn't, you know, leave, leave any doubt. So, uh, Shay, I'm going to go, I'm going to go 55, 10 LSU, uh, in this one. I, I don't, don't oh damn! It. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna double I'm gonna double back around on the on the whole LSU dominating this game thing and see if it works uh, this week. Um, I I just don't see Mississippi State as a team right now that can kind of rally the troops and and get it together. Okay, I will go with thirty eight twenty one. Um, I think that State is able to pop a couple touchdowns, whether that's late or whether that's coming out of the gate. Um, but I think the LSU offense is going to keep rolling. Maybe I'm, I'm selling them short here. Maybe they score. They haven't scored under 40 points a game in, in nine games. So let me adjust that. I'll go 42 um, to 21. So that would have them covering the spread uh, and obviously getting a, a big win. So, yeah, that, I'll go 42-21. That, that, that's my pick right now. I'm, they'll, they'll keep – they'll move to 10 games in a row scoring 40-plus points and – and they'll also cover the spread. So they'll score the same number of points that they did against Florida as they uh, will against Mississippi State, huh? Yeah, bro. That's how that works. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I guess. I, you know, I could see them also in this game running the ball some, you know, and, and that takes time off the clock. But, they, look, they still score in a minute and a half each time. So, again, maybe I'm selling them short. I put them over the 40 mark, so I'll give them that. Um, yeah, I think that's where I'm at. I mean, yeah, uh, I'll settle on it. 42-21. I'm locked in now. I'm good to go. Might as well put all your bets, put all your money on it, guys. It's done. 42-21. Don't even play the game. Uh, all right. Well, cool. Uh, maybe Joe Burrow will uh, shout you out for being disrespectful post game or something. But yeah. um, with that, uh, yeah, we'll uh, wrap up this edition of the podcast as we uh, wrap up our preview with LSU Mississippi State Tigers Bulldogs two thirty Central. On CBS, you can follow it all on Go 24-7. Keep it locked on us all weekend for all your coverage of LSU's latest SEC matchup. Have a great weekend, everyone. Now streaming on Paramount+. Plus. You ready, Bob? Well, all right. Audiences are raving. Bob Marley is electrifying. It's the feel-good movie of the year. You dig? Bob Marley, One Love. Rated PG-13. Now streaming on Paramount+. Plus.